Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Today we have a crazy revenge story against a backstabbing twin. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my Valentine's Day present for beauty. My name is Alex, and there is just the one thing I want to say about myself, which is the fact that I'm overly introverted. Like, to the extreme, if there is such a thing. Since I was conscious of my being, I've never really much fancied or enjoyed other people's company, as it had always made me feel quite uncomfortable in more ways than I can count. This can be slightly attributed to the fact that I was the only child for as long as I can remember, and both my parents worked from home. So for the major part of the day, they were always either in their home office or in their studies. They basically never had time for me, and this was what made me develop a thing for being alone. They even hired a house help, Mrs. Juanita, who was much older than my mother was, to take care of the house on a daily basis, and she was practically the only person I've ever had the chance to speak to, apart from my parents. On some occasions, she would notice that I was alone and needed someone to talk to, of which I slightly hated for a while, but as the time went by, I soon became much more comfortable with her than I ever was with any other person in my life at the time. On some other occasions, she would also come with her son, who was right about the same age as I was, and he was always trying to get me to at least come outside and play, to which I turned him down every single time. I just was not up for it. Basically, I was just comfortable being on my own and enjoying my own company, but this all soon changed as both my parents were already planning on sending me to school. I've already been homeschooled ever since I could talk, and I must say... I have quite an adequate amount of knowledge, which were grades or levels above my age, and this would have taken me to a much higher grade if I were to be put in high school. But unfortunately for me, there was a minimal class I was supposed to start from, seeing as I'd never attended school before. I was really frustrated at the fact that I was even going to start high school, because the thought of even meeting new people, or rather, students of my age, was not pleasing one single bit. But I still did it anyway because Mrs. Juanita was the one that changed my mind a little bit by encouraging me to at least try it. She also made me go because I would be put in the same class as her son, Marco. Honestly speaking, I was thinking it was going to be heck, and I was already hating it before I'd even started. But I guess I was surprised as things were not how I was thinking they would be. My very first day in school, and I was already introduced to the entirety of the school, Basically, everyone wanted to either be my friend or get close to me, and I guess this was due to the fact that when I took the entrance exam, I got a perfect score on it, which was unheard of because apparently nobody gets a perfect score, not in the entrance exam, which basically meant I was a nerd. But from the movies I'd watched in my free time, nerds were usually the ones that everybody in the entire school would dislike at some point. Probably because they were self-centered, sometimes entitled, and mostly obnoxious. But I knew for a fact that I was neither. In fact, I didn't really care what anybody thought about me, because I was just always looking forward to heading back home early every single day. 
When I had finally settled down in high school and I'd gotten my roots where I practically belonged, which was the school's debate team, I was still a junior at the time, and I guess I was too advanced for the junior segment, so I was placed in the senior team to give me more of a challenge. I guess you could say it worked because things were a bit different over there. Every single person there were as mature as people could ever be at the time. Well, compared to my peers. They really seemed like they had their act in order. I felt like I belonged here. Things were going really smoothly for me in high school, and I hated to say it, but I was already beginning to enjoy high school. However, there is always a plot twist. Seeing as I always had everything I wanted, for as long as I can remember, there was nothing I felt I lacked. Up until one very day in class, we were given an essay assignment to talk about a moment we cherished with our friends that possibly became the turning points for both of our lives. Obviously, this didn't pose a problem for me at all, as I was great at essays. But unfortunately, I overestimated myself, as there was no way I could have formulated a good enough story on a friend I never had. And then, I was struggling to complete an assignment. I couldn't believe what was happening to me at this moment. I hurried over to the library to get quite a number of books for research purposes, because this was a new phase of my life, where I had little to no experience on. After reading for quite a few weeks, I had hoped I'd gotten an idea on how to conquer this assignment. And the only conclusion I came to was a rushed patchwork essay I wrote at the 11th hour. After submitting the assignment, for the first time in forever, my work was denied. The teacher said I should do better work. I was confused. What else could I have done to make this work better than I already thought it was? I didn't even know what to do, and as I was racking my brain in the library, someone walked up to me, touched me on my shoulder to get my attention, and asked if I needed some help. When I looked up, I saw who it was that was trying to help me, and for some reason, I began to have butterflies in my stomach. I just didn't know what to say. She was one of the most beautiful people I'd ever laid my eyes on. Just the mere act of seeing her alone was enough to make me forget all of my worries at that particular moment in time. It was sensational, truly. I stared at her for a while until she waved her hands over my face as is to check if I were listening. I responded by asking her if she wanted a seat. We both introduced ourselves. Her name was Beauty, and I mean, what a coincidence, right? Anyways, we got right to working on it, and while working... This was basically my first time holding a proper conversation with a girl, so there were some awkward moments of silence in between our work. We talked about ourselves quite at length to each other, and I got to know quite a few things about her, like where she schooled before coming to our school now, what her life had been like basically, and also what she was planning for herself for the future. Her life was literally like a fairy tale compared to mine which would seem like I was basically suffering, but I actually quite enjoyed it to be honest. After quite a while had passed, we were able to successfully compose an essay, fit enough for the class, and I was truly grateful for her help. She told me it was no problem and she was willing to help out anytime. She even offered to give me her number as she would like to keep in touch, to which I did not decline. But this was the very first time I would be receiving a girl's number and she offered it up to me directly. I began to have some mixed and confusing thoughts as to what this meant, and so when I got home that day, I spoke with Mrs. Juanita and told her everything that happened. I also told her how Beauty offered to help me out, how we talked about ourselves at length, 
and also how she gave me her number because, as she said, she wanted to keep in touch. After telling everything to Mrs. Juanita, she basically told me that she liked me, and she gave me a step-by-step guide on what to do leading up to asking her out on a date. It seemed like a huge step to take, but she assured me that Beauty really was interested in me, and that I really should take this opportunity. I listened to her and did exactly as she instructed. Let's just say Mrs. Juanita really knows her stuff. Because the next few weeks, Beauty and I had gotten so close that one would think we'd been dating for quite a while. And what we had was truly special. I was always giving Mrs. Juanita regular updates on how things were going between Beauty and myself. And she would always praise me. And it was... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Then, just a few weeks to Valentine's Day, and I just knew deep in me that I wanted to ask Beauty to be my Valentine. The only problem was that I'd never done this before, and so I asked for help from Mrs. Juanita as usual. And she told me how her late husband had asked her to be his Valentine's Day partner during her time. I really took a lot from what she said to me, and I planned to make mine just like hers. After about a whole week of preparations, it was just the day before Valentine's Day, and Beauty and I had planned to meet up that day, and when we did, we went to see a movie. During the movie, she excused herself, as she wanted to powder her nose. She left her phone and a message popped up. It was from a friend of hers asking her if she was still with that loser. I got confused as I didn't know what they were talking about prior to the message, but when I read the previous messages, I found out how she truly felt about me. And I was honestly disappointed, which turned to regret and then hate. I could not fathom how she could have been pretending all this time. And impulsively, the next thing I thought of was how I could get her back real good. And then I remembered the next day and thought of the perfect plan. After searching through her phone, I saw some immoral pictures on her phone, and I immediately sent them to mine as I was planning on presenting it to her in school the next day. And so, the very next day in the hallway, where every single student was... I got down on one knee and asked her to be my Valentine's Day partner for the day, and she gave me her obvious fake face of shock and surprise, which would become real in an instant when she saw the present I had prepared for her. Sure, I got in trouble for what I'd done. I even got a two-week suspension, 
but that was all it was. She was traumatized throughout her stay in that school until she finally decided to move as she couldn't remain in the school anymore. She most definitely got what she deserved. I never want to see her again for as long as I live. I mean, I get it. You're absolutely devastated in that moment finding out that your relationship is utterly fake. I mean, the question is, what was she using OP for? Was it they liked that OP had money and they liked their house or something? I don't know. But stooping to the level of leaking private photos of somebody like that, even if they're a total jerk to you, that's a permanent traumatizing thing that you can't take back. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy crazy revenge stories, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I don't regret my actions. Jealousy, they say, blinds an individual from seeing the actual truth of a matter, and in some cases, even acts as a driving force in ensuring that a person almost certainly makes a bad decision. Although as human beings we are susceptible to our emotions, it is ideally paramount to ensure that we keep a large majority of our emotions in check as we carry on with our daily activities and lives. My story is one of my own self falling victim to my emotions and doing something and also saying some things I should not have said, which ultimately resulted in the loss of a friendship so very dear and close to my heart of which I'd regretted for quite a while up until the moment where I found out that I had no reason at all to feel even a sliver of guilt. And then, after spending quite some time deliberating on what to do, I decided to own up to my actions as I'd already deemed them an appropriate response to what had happened. I would like to give you a detailed analysis of my story so that you may understand the point from where exactly I am coming from. It all began way back when I was still in the wee stages of my early teenage years. I had just clocked 16, and as my peers have always been making a big deal of, it was the time that I got involved in the world of the adults. Basically, I was not an adult just yet, as I still wasn't yet recognized by the law as an adult, seeing as I wasn't up to 18 just quite yet and neither were my peers, but they still carried on with whatever acts of immorality and illegalities that they were up to, and just right then, I felt like if I was not going to get myself involved, I would never fit in with the rest of my peers, and it was something I didn't want to happen to me or to be associated with me, not for any grand reason or anything but just for the fact that I wanted to appear to be among the cool kids. Because of the one guy I've been secretly having a huge crush on forever. His name was Adam. He wasn't overly popular amongst the other students back then, but I can say for a fact that he was genuinely handsome. So much so that there was no day that passed by where he didn't receive a single flirtatious glare, gesture, or even notes. But the only thing that surprised me was the fact that he was not genuinely interested in any single one of them, like, at all. He would always politely turn down every single advance he had ever received and be on his way, which made me genuinely conceive of the notion that I probably had a chance with him, seeing as every other girl that had approached him was either surrounded by false rumors or rumors that were true. I guess he was just trying his possible best to maintain a low profile, which was even all the more attractive. But the only problem was the fact that I had little to no experience on how to hold a conversation with a guy, how to flirt back, basically how to do anything to get a guy you're interested in. And this was where the next piece of the story comes in. I introduced to you Cassie, my supposed best friend and the only person I would literally vouch for with my life at the time. We've been close since we were in primary school and nothing has ever had the chance to come up between us up until now. 
Apparently, I had no idea that Cassie was amongst one of the girls that Adam had turned down earlier on, and she had been trying so desperately to get his attention. The only thing I knew for a fact back then was that Cassie was definitely skilled in getting any guy she wanted. Except Adam, of course. I just felt like she was more experienced in that aspect than I was. Also considering the fact that she was a whole year older than I was, and she has had more boyfriends and experience with boys than I can count. She just felt like the right person to help me. I went to Cassie with what was on my mind, and I basically told her everything I had on my mind, all while asking her for advice on what to do as regards to the Adam matter. She had a weird expression initially when I mentioned Adam at first, but she soon suppressed her facial expression as she became her usual cheerful self, all readily excited about the news of me coming to her for help on how to get the guy I had an eye for, and of course, she readily prepared, all while lecturing me on the do's and don'ts, apparently, of proper behavior, and also on how to 100% get the guy. Her session, if I can even call it that, lasted for quite a while, almost all night, And while she was done, I even begged her to stay the night, as it was already getting too late that night. But somehow, she just seemed like she was in kind of a hurry, as she said she had something to do and all. I couldn't get her to stay the night, and so my mom got her a cab to take her straight home. The following week in school, I noticed that all of a sudden, I had started to get these noticeable flirty stares from Adam of all people. I then remembered what Cassie had told and taught me on how to behave around him. I played the hard-to-get game, which didn't last for long because right after the school day had ended, Adam came right up to me and asked me out right then and there. I was in a state of utter shock. I had no words for what I was feeling right in that moment. While I stared at him, I guess it was a reflex, but my head just nodded in agreeance as he kept on giving me the details of where he wanted us to meet up later on. The only thing I remember doing voluntarily that day was putting my number into his phone as he said he was going to hit me up later on. As he left, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I was still pondering over the situation that had just occurred right before my eyes. I just couldn't believe it. The Adam Wesley was asking me out on an actual date. I was just short of words and modes of expressions as I didn't know what the next step was that I could take. I didn't even think for too long as the next thing I thought of and did was to call up Cassie and tell her everything that had happened since the last time we saw each other. The exact day right before Adam and myself were supposed to meet up for our date I invited Cassie over, after I'd already given her the general gist of what happened between Adam and myself. She seemed so happy for me that I never would have guessed that she was genuinely jealous, because she had obviously had her eye on Adam for quite a while, and when I made mention of my crush for him, she thought it would be funny to play a little prank on me, and she went ahead to inform Adam of a secret admirer of his, which just so happened to be me. Obviously, I wouldn't have been offended by the fact that she went behind my back to the guy I just confessed to having feelings for 
telling him of said feelings, of which I'd previously told her in confidentiality, I didn't find this out until the very day of my date with Adam, when we were talking about ourselves, and I asked what his preference in ladies were and why he decided to approach me. All of a sudden, he then said that he was approached by my best friend, or so he assumed, seeing that he'd always noticed the both of us together most of the time. When I heard this, I was surprised, and I told him to tell me every single thing Cassie told him that day, and he told me to just listen to it myself, as he was on a call when she came, and he was accidentally recording their conversation. What I heard in the conversation really made me start questioning my friendship with Cassie, as I was hearing her say things about how she knows for a fact that I wasn't someone Adam would want to be involved with, and basically some other things absolutely insulting and degrading. After which, she ended by responding to Adam, who told her that he was absolutely, genuinely interested in me, as he would like a chance with me, but he didn't know if I would have given him one. That was the only thing that comforted me that evening, as I was already feeling betrayed by my very own friend, because I was actually expecting her to have put in a good word for me. If at all, she was going behind my back to talk to the guy I had a crush on and telling him about said crush. While we were done with our dinner, I went home a bit sad, as I was still thinking of ways in which I could pop the question. I guess you could say I was having cold feet about confronting my best friend about something horrible that she had done to me. It took quite a while, and not because I was anxious and all, but because Cassie was in the school's debate team, and they had just gone out of state for the regional finals, and so she wasn't going to be present in school for the next few weeks. The first few days were quite frustrating, mainly because I didn't know what to do when she came back, or how to confront her, but as the weeks went by, I was gradually coming up with a way forwards, in the worst case possible, and also the best case possible. When she finally came back, I gave her an opportunity at first to tell me all about what she had told Adam and why she did it and, as you can guess, she was reluctant to admit the truth. And after much pushing and pressuring, she finally snapped and shouted at me saying that she actually felt jealous because she'd been trying to get Adam for quite a while now and the more he rejected her, the more she just wanted him. And when she found out that he was actually as interested in me as I was in him, she tried to sabotage it as best she could, which is why she went to him. After trying to reason with her for quite a long time, she made it perfectly clear to me that she did not want to have anything to do with me and that she didn't feel sorry for her actions. I was taken aback. I really did not want things to come to this, as this was the worst case scenario. I'd been preparing against it all week. As the solution was right before me, I immediately went to action, without a moment's thought. So I found out that Cassie had been having some immoral affair with a staff or two in the school's administration, and after spending a whole week gathering evidence on her laptop, I found some pictures and screenshots of some of their chats. What I did was just send everything I had to the school's printer, in bulk copies, and wait for the drama to unfold. To cut the long story short, she was rusticated and the teacher's license suspended. Her parents eventually had to move and we never spoke again. And I do not regret what I did, not one single bit. So, like, I get the teacher was suspended and all, they probably shouldn't be able to teach ever again, but shouldn't they be, like, very locked up? Shouldn't that be, like, a a very illegal thing they did, especially considering her age? I just wonder if OP knows the full details. Our next story is my backstabbing twin, Marie. 
Who would have ever have thought that having an identical twin whom you absolutely love with every fiber of your being would be the first and only person to stab you in the back in the most horrible way possible? Thinking back now, it seems almost impossible. Nay, it was never impossible, for nothing is truly impossible, since the possibility of something actually happening is quite endless. But to have gotten hurt in this manner, and no less one caused by my very own twin sister, was something that really drove me over the edge. It made me lose all reason and focus. And after a not-so-thorough moment of thought, I just chose to side along with my impulses at that point, and some words were said. Some severe actions were taken against a certain person, and I don't regret doing what I said or did, because when you really look at it, Every single person at some point has to grow up and begin owning up to every single action we make. Right from the moment we were born, seeing as I was the first one out, I was always regarded and treated as the elder sister. Even though I was only about a few minutes older than her, my parents made sure we were both aware of who came out first. And personally, this was not actually a bad decision on their path, as it actually made me get closer to my sister, knowing that in the event that my parents were to leave us alone in the house... I was going to be in charge of ensuring my sister's safety, which I was obviously very good at. There was something I realized only later on, which was the fact that, no matter how hard you try to avoid it, when you're the firstborn child of your parents, you have automatically become the second parent in the family. There were several events where Marie would get in trouble, sometimes serious trouble, and other times not too serious and I would come out and stand for her, voluntarily of course, to protect her as I didn't want the news of my sister getting in trouble to get to the ears of my parents, or even for her name or image to be dragged in the mud. And so that was how, while trying my possible best to protect my twin sister as best I could, I ended up degrading the relationship and level of freedom she would have. Slowly but surely, she was getting feelings of frustration, majorly of not being able to be as free as she supposedly thought I was. There was also one thing that I must say was making me kind of jealous about her, and it was the fact that even though both of our parents had us as twins and all, you would think they wouldn't be able to actually play favorites. But I can assure you, they most definitely had favorites and it was not even me by a long shot. I could never find the logic behind them having favorites, when we both are literally alike in more ways than they can realize. But looking back now, I think another thing that played its own part in making me the less favored child was the fact that I was always the one being reported in place of my twin sister, which was on my own end, some means or form of letting her know that she would always have a parent and a sister in me, one that would always have her back no matter what she does, to which she obviously felt different about. There was a certain incident that happened right when we were in high school. We had just hosted our sweet 16 birthday party at our house. Obviously at the behest of our parents, and I must say, it was the best party I'd ever been to. Either hosted by myself or one I went to, by tagging along with a friend or something. The funds for the party were provided mainly by our parents, as Marie had already been singing it into their ears for the past week now. And seeing as the both of us were already saving up a little bit, they thought it only right to support us with whatever it is we needed for our special night. Everything about the party was absolutely splendid in all, but right after seeing that one guy, Blaine, 
the party just went from normal birthday party to birthday party with the hottest boy in school literally singing my sister and I a happy birthday song right in front of the whole school. It was crazy intense, sparks were flying everywhere and I definitely felt some kind of vibe from him and right then and there I could most definitely tell that whatever it was that I was feeling in the moment was definitely mutual. But it never for once occurred to me that he was actually sending signals to both myself and my sister. Right after the party, when every other person was already heading home, he gently pulled me over to one side as he whispered in my ears that he would like to get my number and that he thought he should try and shoot his shot with me. When I asked why he didn't go to Marie first, he simply said that she was not reciprocating the vibe like I was. I can't believe I actually fell for that. Because right after I put my number in his phone, and he did his and mine, he kissed me. He like literally kissed me. I really felt special. The very next day, I just couldn't hold my excitement in. I had to tell somebody what happened after the party last night. I wanted to tell somebody that the hottest boy in school sang at my birthday party, after which he walked up to me and said he found me attractive and that he would like my number, which obviously meant he was most definitely asking me out. I jumped out of bed, almost immediately my bedside alarm rang, and I went straight to Marie's room, as she was literally the only person I could tell something like this. For even though both of our parents were literally our best friends, there were some lines my father was willing to keep up when it came to his daughters, and that was no boyfriends. And even if there were to be one, we were meant to bring him to my father first, as he said he wanted to see them in person. Reason still unknown to me till this day. So I basically went to Marie's room, shook her until she got up because she's quite a deep sleeper, and then I told her in a nutshell what had happened that night right after the party. But I left out just one tiny bit of the story, which was the person in question's name, Blaine. I told her how during the party I was receiving serious flirtatious waves of smiles from him and how I found him attractive and all. I also told her how he came to me right after the party had ended, asked for my number and kissed me right before heading home. She was so heck bent on finding out who this guy was, but it was practically impossible for her to guess. Because she was also approached by Blaine and he did the exact same thing to her and he even got her number but she didn't see it fit to tell me right then. Instead, she pretended as if nothing had happened that night for her too. I still feel like if she had told me that morning, we could have prevented all that had happened from happening. The following week, or rather month, Blaine and I were practically official, but there was one thing I just could not understand, which was the fact that, although he assured me that it was nothing, he tried to convince me that he was not too comfortable with having our relationship open to everyone and that he would like to keep things between the both of us. I initially was upset by what he had said and suggested, but I don't know how he does it, but he just somehow changed my mind and somehow I was okay with what he had suggested. This went on for months, quite literal months, and neither myself nor Marie was aware of the fact that the both of us were practically being played by the exact same guy. Our moment of being kept in hidden and in the dark was soon over, as we were always bound to find out one way or the other, seeing as two-timing is never a good thing and two-timing twin sisters for that matter. It was only a miracle that we weren't able to figure it out until now. So on this day, Blaine and I had already set a time for our date later in the evening, and he told me specifically not to bring anybody, 
as he said he had something else planned later that night for me. I was really looking forward to what he had planned, but I couldn't leave that late in the night, except I was going with my sister, and so I told them, my parents, that it was a girls hangout, and that we were going to be back right before our curfew. Immediately when I said this, he didn't ask any further questions and just let us go. However, I didn't tell Blaine that I was coming with Marie, it was only until I got there I realized, and then before I tried to apologize to him or even saying anything, Marie immediately called out his name and asked what he was looking for there as she ran up to hug him and then finally kissing him. And in that moment, as if I had all the pieces of the puzzle and didn't know what to do with it, everything I'd been speculating just began falling into place, and things started beginning to make sense. Let's just say that moment I truly unleashed something in me, and it was most definitely not my best moment. But the basic summary of that night was that Blaine did what he did because he received a dare from his friends that he could not bag the both of us as it was near impossible, and he tried his luck, and I guess you could say he was successful. But afterwards, he didn't know how to end things and just went with the flow. But that wasn't what hurt me because I then knew what kind of person Blaine was. The only thing that hurt me was the fact that Marie of all people was aware of what was going on, and she said absolutely nothing. She apparently found Blaine and me kissing right after the party, and when she found out he had done the exact same thing he did to her to me, she obviously had it out for me, and she decided to play along with the whole charade. It really hit me deep, as I could never have imagined how my second half, my twin sister, could do this to me. It was unspeakable. I didn't even wait to hear what she wanted to say, as I immediately went home. I spent the night thinking of what I could possibly do to make her feel how I was feeling, and the only impulsive conclusion I could come up with was to cook up another salty story about her for our parents. It wasn't too difficult, seeing as I had picture evidence, which was practically Blaine and myself, and seeing as we were twins, it worked perfectly. After going through with my plan, Marie was sent off to a boarding school, and she was not to return home until she was done with school. This was her punishment, from my father, and indirectly, from me. Well, I guess OP wasn't kidding when they said their father had a rule of no boyfriends, Hey dad, my twin sister Marie has a boyfriend. Alright, you're going to boarding school. I mean, man, just that quickly, just like that? Sorry that your kids had human connections. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.